Today on Pin It Deep, we are back on Zoom. Max and Miles are still in Oxford. Thanks for the invite, guys. No big deal. Kentucky drops their first game of the season against Ole Miss. We get into the loss, the special teams, kicking issues. Where do we go from here? And, of course, all your favorite segments, as always. A somber episode, but an episode we got to do. We're being men, doing what they have to do putting this out for you guys so like share subscribe especially share stick around for the big dogs they were profitable once again and let's get into the show go every time so others So go every time so others may every time get some live from KS Bar and Grill introducing Pin It Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome in to a I would say somber edition of uh, Pin It Deep this week. We just unfortunately went down to the Ole Miss Rebels by three points in a uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe the game in a very kind of topsy-turvy performance from UK. At some stages, we looked like we were going to win the game by about 30. And then at other stages, we just kept making mistakes. Um, as always, with Miles Butler and Brent Wayne Scott, we are sitting, Miles, at the moment in a yarn room in Oxford, Mississippi. This is the most unique setting by far of anywhere we've ever recorded. I would say my, my uh, apartment in Nashville with the view of DGX below would be a close second, but this definitely takes the cake. We've got Jamal Mashburn on the wall, <laughs> a picture, and then a yard or a, a, a cabinet, a, a cabinet of yarn. Yes. So did, a, you, UK, did a UK fan hook you all up with that room? I assume if Jamal Mashburn's in there, or what's the deal? No, I that's I brought that picture. I sleep with it. <laughs> I sleep with it every night. Okay. Brent, how are you? Uh, good, you know, uh, throat's a little scratchy, Packers. That's the reason we're doing this so late. Packers just eked out an overtime win, um, back in Irvine again. But, yeah, I mean, just it's hard to hard to get over the game from yesterday, too, even though it's almost yeah. been, uh, 36 hours. Just, yeah. yeah. I want to give you a, a Mark Stoops quote that he quotes about 100 times a year, and I think it sums up our game yesterday perfectly. You can't beat anyone, Brent. Until you stop beating yourself. Correct. Correct. Miles, the turnovers, the special teams mistakes, they cost us. I felt like yesterday was one of those games where, and this is a terrible cliche from a coach that loses, but we didn't lose the game. We just ran out of time. If you gave us another 10 minutes, I think we win the game by double digits. No, Like as many times as we shot ourselves in the foot, as many times as we turned the ball over, as many times as we missed kicks, we still had the ball first and goal down three and probably should have punched it in if we had about half a millisecond more uh, waited on Barry and Brown to let Dan Key get the touchdown. See, I don't I don't think you can say we just ran out of time because Kentucky had plenty of time and they had plenty of opportunities um, to, to you're in the red zone. What twice in the last three minutes down by three um, Stoops, who typically plays conservative, you know, which is fine in that situation. I, I'm not upset with the play call to pass the ball. But you can't say we just ran out of time. I mean, Kentucky on paper probably is a better team. And if you play that game again, Kentucky maybe wins. But to say we ran out of time with that many opportunities is uh, 
it's kind of crazy because uh, so what I just said is completely wrong. Yeah, because Kentucky had tons of opportunities. They should have scored a hundred times. Turnovers were terrible. Special teams, which we were going to get to later, and you're all specialty. Um, you make those kicks, or uh, Tavion Robinson catches that ball on the drive that turns into a safety, and Kentucky doesn't lose the game. So that's what it boils uh, down to. I don't often do this, but I'm siding with Brent on this one, Miles. Hi. I uh, I just can't get over them. I mean, we really did just shoot ourselves in the foot time and time again yesterday, and that's the most disappointing thing is we should have beaten, you know, a top 15 Ole Miss team, whatever they were. Uh, we should be 5-0 and right now. You know, looking forward to probably two very winnable games in South Carolina. We come out as 11-point favorites um just open this week up against south carolina we probably have a mississippi state team that has looked a little bit all over the place although they did have a good win against texas a&m but it is disappointing that could have been five and zero, and really looking forward to you know almost a guaranteed game against georgia for the east now it's just that little um kind of uh, fault in the road uh now we're gonna have to take care of business of tennessee if we want to do that do you think because i feel like there's kind of two camps you can take from this game one is you only get 12 opportunities regular season a year. This was clearly probably the biggest game other than Tennessee or Georgia. We obviously kind of blew it. We just blew the biggest chance. Or we obviously played really uh, – I wouldn't say well. We played like the better team most of the game. Are you optimistic about the rest of the year because of how poorly we played that we still almost won? Or are you more mad that we blew the chance? Yeah, I was going to say I, I'm, uh, it's kind of heartwarming – to know that we were definitely good enough to easily beat a team like that, particularly on the road. But still, this is what I talked about at the start of the year. SEC football, it's so hard to win games. Little things have to go like go perfectly sometimes for you to win. And then if little things go wrong, you lose games like that. Like I, I Now, we lost the game, so you can't just say we were the better team. Clearly, they were the better team. But I, I don't think you can say that. I, don't think, I, I say think we – but if we make the mistakes, that also means that we – you know, that's us making the mistakes. So – you know, if we play better, we don't turn the ball over, we don't have the fumbles, we don't have the special teams errors. We clearly win that game yesterday. I mean, we left five points on the board just for kicking errors, um, and we go down by three. So um, it is heartwarming to know that we're a good enough team to be able to take on a team like that on the road and and compete. Um, but it's disappointing we didn't get the win, and um, it just makes it just that little bit harder than what we wanted it to be now for the rest of the year. Um, I think We've got South Carolina this week, which should hopefully be an easy kill and get back on the on the winning uh, track. But I don't know. I don't know, Miles. I'd, let's just get into it. What happened with the kicking? I mean, I, I wasn't the, the one. Expert. I am the kicking expert on this show. I'm the offensive line expert as well. This week we're putting on a different hat. We're going to go kicking. Not good at all. The one thing I will say oh. that is a little bit frustrating, it's not obviously a lack of effort or like a lack of trying. Right. It's just a lack of execution. So to the it's a little bit different than obviously offense and defense. So when people say, hey, you know, what are we doing with the special teams coordinator? Like, why are we not making these kicks? It's not like he has bad play calls. It's just a matter of the actual guys executing. So it's probably a little bit less on the coach and a little bit more directly on the players than it is in other, uh, other sides of the ball. And I'm not sure if Matt Ruffalo is a Rebels fan or not, but he's had two disastrous games against Ole Miss um, in his career. And both times they've cost us wins, really, um, through, you know, not just his mistakes, but his mistakes definitely contributed to it. And it's disappointing because he, he has been so good over his career, but he has 
he has had two games against Ole Miss that he would like back. So um, I think they changed the snapper at one stage yesterday because <clears throat> the snaps clearly haven't been up to standard. And it's just been disappointing that as a specialist podcast here, it's been the specialists that have actually been letting us down a little bit this year at times. I thought the one thing, we had the bad snap on one extra point. Ruffalo actually hit the one field goal really well. He just hooked it a bit. And then the extra point, Ruffalo does like to hit the ball a little bit lower and kind of drive it out more rather than getting it up. Probably something on extra points that he should work on, just kind of chipping it a little bit more and getting some height on the ball. Um, tough game for him because obviously he wanted to redeem himself after the last Ole Miss effort and didn't quite get the chance. Well, he got the chance to do it yesterday, but didn't quite follow through. And – for the people that say that the special teams coordinator, well, we need one or whatever the argument is, also remember that special teams almost won us the game too with the kick returns. Yeah. Like that, for a team that was struggling to try to generate any sort of offense at times, to be able to have two explosive kick returns by Barry Brown is unreal. And he, well, he had 85 and a 47 or 48 yeah. or something like that. Um, I mean, that almost changed the game. So don't act like we haven't had good things on special teams too. Well, that – and who did, who did he have the touchdown return against the first game of the year, right? Yeah. Whoever – who was that? Miami of Ohio. Miami Ohio. There's something to be said of a little bit difference in like a game like that versus this game when you clearly needed something to kind of get the offense and the team going. For him to be able to do those two returns in the game this big shows that going forward over the next few years, he's definitely going to have some explosive plays that are going to have everybody excited. Hey, um, I was going to say, I know we bypassed like three topics without me getting a word in because we're doing this Zoom without camera. But um, uh, now I kind of fall in both camps of being optimistic and not optimistic. But the, I think it's less about the special teams and you hit on it's more specifically the kicking game. And and Miles, you were a pretty good kicker your last year. Obviously, the Texas A&M kicks one like like you bring up quite a bit. But it's like since Austin has left it kind of has been a problem in these big games. I mean, not to bring it back to Texas A&M, but you look at that, and then you look at Ole Miss in the COVID year. You look at Ole Miss this year. Um, and then in 2019, um, you know, there was inconsistency between Chance and Ruffalo. Looking back at the Florida game, even at home, Chance misses that kick. And, again, I'm not trying to, you know, just shit on them either. I mean, they're great guys and everything. But that's been a – kicking specifically has been a glaring problem um, since Austin's left. Or maybe it's more a problem because Austin was so consistent. You know you can eradicate any mean thing you say about someone if you just say, look, I'm not trying to cause any offense or I'm not trying to bring like, – It's I not me. You know, it's an objective fact. Didn't want to bring Texas A&M up, but I will. I'll, I'll bring it up, Miles. Didn't, didn't want to bring, you know, the kickers missing kicks up, but I, but I will. And I, you know, I don't want to shit on the kickers or anything like that. But I will. I'll just go ahead and do it. But well, I didn't it's not want like I'm that, rooting so. for them to miss. Like I clearly I, want I, them to make all the kicks. But it's just the fact is the fact. You know what I mean? It sounds like you and Miles need to jump in the ring and settle this out. You've got anything to say to him again? Do you want, do you want to go have a go another shot at him? I tell you what we'll do, Brent. Let's do this. Next <laughs> I can't time we're even all see in him. Lexington, let's go. No, no, no. Let's go out and you can kick and you see how easy it is. Oh, no, it's not. That's the thing. Like, I know it's not easy. I know that college kickers are heroes or goats off of one play. Like, I entirely – I completely understand it. But it's not even on, like, a kicker especially. Like, snaps and holds have been a problem. Like, that was evident again um, on Saturday. Like, it's just – it is a problem. The hardest thing to me about the whole kicking, and I think you are pointing out a really good point, all jokes aside, you went from the best kicker in school history – so we've obviously had some inconsistencies, myself included. 
that's one of those positions where, and the number of times I heard this my last year, why can't we just have Austin back? There is a little bit to that of like, once Auburn lost Cam Newton, can we just get Cam back? No. Like you get a few years of eligibility, then you got to move on. I understand there's been inconsistencies and we'd like to have somebody again that's really solid over the long haul. Ruffalo's missed some key ones, but Ruffalo's also had a pretty good career as well. I think if we could find that next guy and transition, it's great. But comparing everyone to maybe the best uh, player in school history at that position is pretty tough. No, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think what I'm saying is, is, you know, we all like to talk about, you know, Will Levis, you know, first pick in the draft. That's awesome. Defense looks great. The secondary has been awesome this year. But we often forget about, like, we're going to need a guy to be consistent at kicker, too, because, you know, if we have some of these inconsistencies in 2016, you know, Stoops might not even be here. So it's clear that, like, as much as we focus on the offense and defense, the the third phase of the game is clearly, as we've talked about on this podcast a thousand times, just as. I'll tell you what, Brent. Stoops is here, and yesterday, I'll get to the true or not true segment, and there's really only one question in this segment, true or not true. I mean, we talked about his his sayings of you can't beat anyone until you can't stop beating yourself, but true or not true is probably his second favorite, and true or not true, he looked absolutely incredible in those sunglasses yesterday. Oh, like, God. I was lucky that I was sitting down and there was a table above me because I was rock hard looking at him in those sunnies. He looked absolutely – I don't know if he was trying to impress someone at the field. I don't know what the the stylish shades were and where he's come. I don't know if he's got a new sponsorship. But what was going on with the shades? Did you all see the fight in the student section that broke out? There was a video of it. It made Twitter. It went around pretty well. Huge fight. Apparently it was all over whether or not Stoops was the best-looking man in the stadium or not, and things just got out of control. It would be – would Lane Kiffin be in the top five, though? Maybe. I mean, it's like it's one, one A, one B, one C, one D. They're all stoops just from different camera angles. Then yep. maybe Kiffin at two. Yep. Yep. The sunglasses were absolutely incredible and I loved it. Um, the other true or not true. Uh, does how do I word this and be nice? Does yesterday, true or not true, yesterday's performance hurt Will if he wants to be the number one quarterback taken in the draft? Not true. Oh, okay. I don't think you can – this is going to be a passive answer. I don't think you can say the game yesterday raised his stock, but I don't think it lowered it. I'm going to go not true because uh, I know – I listened to the post-game show yesterday. Matt kind of hit on it. Like, NFL guys don't care if, like – he beats Ole Miss or not. doesn't help, sure, but, like, we watch Sam Darnold, like, be absolutely terrible and go, like, 8-4 and four at USC in the Pac-12. We watched Josh Allen struggle at Wyoming at times. Like, Will is going fully based off his potential and measurables, and he honestly did um, late in that fourth quarter have some, like, really ballsy throws that he made um, into some tight windows. Uh, obviously, everyone likes to point at the the safety and the two fumbles, which are mistakes you can't make. But um, those are kind of offset by the some of the tight windows he threw into yesterday. I think. Yeah, I, I'm I'm along with you guys a little bit with, and particularly Miles when he says it doesn't really hurt him. But I, I can guarantee you, it definitely probably didn't raise um, his stock. I think if he takes us to that game winning drive and we score that touchdown at the end of the game, then it's like all right, he was able to in the clutch when we needed a big moment from him. He was able to produce. Um, now, obviously, it's not all on him for the fumble. Uh, terrible protection, again, which has continually been an issue. 
but still, he, I mean, he, at the end of the day, he did fumble. So I don't think it's going to help um, in the long run. I know this has been a topic since the Ole Miss game. Like, I didn't say yes. Well, I'm still saying it anyways. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it would be cool if Will's the first quarterback taken or whatever, but like, we also just want to win games. Like, if Will's the first quarterback taken or top four quarterback taken and we go eight and four, people aren't going to be happy. I mean, I think you got to look at, like, the present and now and be like, he's got to get rid of that ball a lot faster than he has been, honestly. That safety, I mean, obviously it's not all on him. The O-line has definitely struggled. But there's no way that that safety should have been taken. He had plenty of time. So you've got Will, Will Levis on the hot seat. I mean, yeah, well, let's get Bo Allen back in here. No, obviously not. Will is is still Will. I, I don't want any other quarterback in the country on this team. Um, but there are some, like, little, little intangible mistakes that – and, again, I don't – armchair quarterback here. Like, he gets super excited and, you know, puts the – overthrows some guys or holding on to the ball too long. The decision-making isn't that fast. Um and it, he's just struggling. Like, on third down, it feels like Kentucky takes a sack every single time because Will's trying to make his fifth read instead of just getting the ball away and saving some yards on some punts. And it just – Do you think Do you think that the leaking footage of his singing uh, during the week had any impact on his performance? You know, obviously, he would have had a lot of calls from certain, you know, album, uh, you know – American but, Idol. Yeah, American sure, Idol, the Masked Singer. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. Do, do you think that that played any impact, Miles, on his performance? Well, I mean, part of it, I think they were doing the uh, final game plan in the locker room before the game. Will had to even go out and do the Star Spangled Banner and the National Anthem. <laughs> he couldn't even be in the final meeting, so that probably didn't help things. Um, you could tell he was a little bit embarrassed. You could – I mean, it was one of the more funny things I think has ever been released. He looks so cute in his little tie and his suit and all that. And I'd love to see them do a rendition, but in the background have just the O-lineman just doing the little background noise and then Will singing at the front. I think that would be fantastic for Kentucky football. I'll give Will credit for playing through. I mean, obviously, I don't know what the injury was exactly, but it didn't look like it was uh, a pretty painless experience. looked quite painful, so hopefully uh, he's all right. I will give him some props for playing through that yesterday in a big game on the road. I thought he showed some grit for sure, and that's kind of the kind of guy you want leading your team as someone that's like no matter what he could nearly die and he's still going to push through and keep us in the game also the singing wasn't that bad like i will uh, say yeah maybe it helps because he was younger and maybe he had the high-pitched voice still but it wasn't that bad well another speaking of little boys we have a segment that we love and it's about obscure things and obscure humans larry vort is one of our favorites here brent and, you know, he kind of, you know, I think he was front row at that rendition of the singing um, for whatever reason um, and hadn't had pictures with a few of the people afterwards. Um, I've been getting messages still from Larry of the pictures that he took of me and him at the Chili Festival. He's an obscure man. This is an obscure segment. What have you got for us this week, Brett? Well, I had a few things, but what are you guys doing? I, I hear all the time that I'm a boy for, you know, not having the equipment ready. You guys are literally doing this podcast from Miles' phone. The camera's not even on. You all are in bed. What are you guys what? doing? What? Yes, you guys are. Don't say yeah. what you just no, said. No, 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 You guys are. You guys are laying in bed right now doing this podcast, not okay. even on the camera. Listen, I'm, I'm it's 2022. No, no, 
No, I'm probably going to get in trouble because this YouTube video is not going to make it because you all said mm -mm, can't do it. We forgot the laptop, forgot our equipment. So um, how are you guys going to respond to this adversity is what I want to know. And do what I get Max and I do in bed behind closed doors is none of your business. Yeah, in the young room. The doors are Everyone has their their kinks and fetishes. This is what we like. This, this is, is men what doing like. what they have to do, finding a way to get this podcast done. That's what that is. Oh, but me driving to Louisville on a Saturday morning is just, that doesn't count? That is correct. Wow. Okay. My question's done. <laughs> That's the worst question you've had this year, which is saying a lot. Is that your obscure question? Yes. This, this segment is it Brent know. can just rant about whatever he wants. <laughs> no, no. I want to know why your all standards are so low. I mean, just set. What does that have to do with being obscure? Yeah, me laying in a bed with Miles. Why are you saying my standards are low? Standards are low. At least film it for us. <laughs> okay. You think the people deserve to see yeah. that effort and performance? I don't think so. Sure, yes, I'm I would sure like Andy for this. I would like for this Zoom to go on YouTube. Well, I tell you what, we are men of the people, though, Brent. And you're right. We should, you know, give out some little videos and stuff like that. But what we'll do is we'll read out the tweets from the people. How about that? All right. See what they need to know. Randy, longest name ever. How many natty lights will it take to numb the pain of this loss? I'll let you take that one. Miles? Um, one. Yeah. yeah. Andy Epstein. Zero how me. does the team respond to the tough road loss moving forward? And how does the responsibility of overlooking your kind kingdom feel at Max Duffy? You can start with your kingdom. Yeah. Andy Epstein thought it was hilarious to take a photo of me yesterday. Um, and said I was looking over my kingdom. I'm not sure what that means. Um, I was barely looking over anything. I was just in struggle town yesterday. Um, and the team responds to the loss um, as they should. I mean, we, we're 11-point favorites against South Carolina. I don't see how we lose that game, and I want to say that too early, but I don't really see us losing that one. Um, and I think, you know, we should take a lot of confidence out of what happened yesterday, even though we didn't come away with what we needed. I think it's a good opponent next week where we've definitely got the talent advantage and should win to where we can really say after the game, if we get things back on ship and back on track, that we're in a good spot. One well, of the funniest things from those Twitter responses too was uh, a guy tweeted at our pin it deep account and tagged you in it, Max, and was like, at Indianapolis Colts, someone signed this man. And in the picture, you're wearing a Detroit Lions sweater, which I thought was <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Um, Daniel Potts. Wildest experience from the Grove. Miles, we were at the Grove yesterday. What did you think? Um, Let's see. Well, I the Grove was a brief moment for me. I wasn't there long. I went more straight to the library. Who, what was the guy's name that gave us that? Drew yep. from the Twitter spaces. The library is maybe the best college bar I've ever been to. I was pretty impressed with Oxford. What about you? Yeah, it was good. I mean, um, I made it to the Grove, and um, it was pretty early in the morning, but that's, the turnout was unbelievable. The setup itself is just crazy and something that's on a whole nother level compared to any other tailgate. Um, but were the covers really I, uh, 60 bucks? Huh? Were the covers really 60 bucks? Uh, at certain times of the day. Jeez. Yeah. We paid a hundred dollars to get into the library. No way. The yeah. one thing I don't get, and I don't want to harp on on this too much. I, I didn't really see, everybody says that the girls look pretty good here. I, that's not, yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't notice a single girl. I was just more focused on the football game, but yeah. maybe they're here. I just didn't have my eyes open to those. Adam Blundine, why didn't we run the ball with C-Rod? 
I mean, we tried some. I would have liked to seen first. The thing is at the end is you can say, why didn't we run it? What was it first and goal from like the nine? Yeah. Half a second more, and we've got a touchdown to win the game. Yeah. Like, I, you can't hate the play call when it did have us basically scoring. We watched the game with former quarterback, best first half of his life, Sawyer Smith. Yep. He just kept doing the let's just hand it to Chris. He just said that's all we should be doing. I kind of somewhat agree with him. I think Chris could have been utilized a bit more. But the stats, I mean, the stats weren't amazing for him yesterday. It's not as if he was tearing the game apart. So I think, I, I agree. I think we could have handed off to him a little bit more. And I probably would have been more comfortable with giving the ball to Chris. But I'm not questioning the play call when we had a touchdown before as well on the play when we, um, it was the false start or whatever they wanted to call it in the end. I think Chris listens because did you see him after the first play of the game? He looked at the camera and put six up for six yards that he got. <laughs> For those that don't know, the other night someone on the Twitter spaces had a bet with his friend that Chris's first carry of the game would go for over five and a half yards, second and four after the first carry. So Chris cashed that guy, whatever the bet was, Chris cashed that ticket for him. Gary Edmondson, which Stoops has done a better job coaching up to this point, is a national championship a better job than rebuilding KY? What? I think he means Bob compared Bob. Ah, I, was, I mean, Mark. Bob did win a natty at Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't think you can say Stoops has done better than that. That's true. Stoops is better looking. Much better looking. Isaiah Harris, why hasn't Max Duffy considered a career in comedy yet? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. That's a terrible question. Terrible. Yeah. Tim, De- <laughs> Tim like, Downer. Why, why have I not done modeling? Like, yeah. Why are you not in the NFL as yeah. if we could do those things now? Tim Downard, 110 scholarships. Why can't we get three guys that can long snap, hold, and kick? Um, well, is there actually you know 110? Uh, no. no. Uh, why don't we hire him though as a special teams guy, and then he can just figure it out. There's not a whole lot of love for specialists today, Brent. Which is sad. Which is sad because you know everyone likes to prop them up when they're great. Um, I feel but bad. They, for like them. no one even respects them when they do well, unless you hit a huge game-winning kick. If yesterday all the extra points, and I understand this comes with the positions, if you make all the kicks, which weren't that long, and we win the game barely on a last-minute drive. No one talks about how well we snapped, held, or kicked. It's yep. only when you miss when everyone catches the shit. That is correct. Zach B, what kind of atmosphere are you expecting from the South Carolina game? Well, it's sold out. So that should be. be. Should be. I'm oh, expecting a really big game. Hopefully the crowd gets nice and welcomes the team back and kind of stays behind them. I know this may be our high, high aspirations are a little bit ruined after this last week, but this team still has a chance to be really, really special if they can keep winning out. Oh, Brent. Well, I understand your mood now. I forgot. How are you after the Jacquez Jones incident? I've been a little down. Um, you know, I, I just thought it was a heroic effort by him to get back on the field after the leg injury. But if we're honest, Kentucky wins that game if he's on the field the entire time. Will doesn't fumble. The kicks aren't missed. Just the presence of Jacquez Jones, I think, lifts everyone around him and elevates the play of everyone around him. And um, I think if I were in the college football playoff committee, I would consider this like a – uh, let's not drop Kentucky too far. Uh, Jacquez Jones was on the field. That I think we can bypass that. BBN Football says, if we were going to lose a game, would this have been the best one to lose? It was a West opponent, so it shouldn't hurt our East standings too much, and it was against a top 15 team in a close finish, also early in the season. Yeah, if you if you give me the choice between losing to Ole Miss or Tennessee, I'm taking this Ole Miss loss 100 times out of 100. It's not even a question. What about Ole Miss versus Georgia? Well, if we had to lose one. Yeah. 
So this is assuming we beat Tennessee. It's oh, saying we go eleven and one. You can lose to Ole Miss or you can lose to Georgia. Oh well, you lose to Ole Miss every time. Why? It's on the road. Top fifteen team. They're not number one in the country, and they play in the West. I mean, the guys. I play- I always love when like your team loses, and then the fans try and like spins on it by was this the best one to lose? Like as if like yeah, that's all right. This was a good one to lose. This will this will be fine. There's no good ones that you can lose. BBN football. Major L. Robinson II, what a name, wow. What brand of sunglasses does Stoops wear on the sidelines? Looks like Gucci, power move much. I don't know what brand they were, and I don't know where they came from and what vault he pulled them out, but as we've said, they were the most incredible pair of sunglasses I've ever seen. Save some for the rest of us, you know? I think they were the original aviators from... um... Top Gun? Yeah, that's what they looked like to me. Wow. I think Tom Cruise literally gifted them the stoop, said, uh-uh, I don't want to wear this. Tom Cruise, not me. Uh, you deserve them more than I do. Take these, please. And Do not put Tom Cruise in the same sentence yeah. as that man. Yeah. Do not. Don't you dare. Dustin Noel, are there unwritten rules of football? What? <laughs> are there unwritten rules of football? No. They're all written. written. They're all written. I don't know what that means. Mac. What is causing the sacks issue? Is it the O-line, wide receivers not getting open, plays are taking too long to develop, Levis isn't throwing at the right time to throw the guys open, or is he just holding the ball way too long? Well, it sounds like he's already already just given his own ideas. I'll go option E, all the above. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would know? I mean, we don't really – unless we're breaking it down. I mean, it's a combination of both and of all of them, and that's why – that's probably the biggest thing is that there's not just one glaring thing. Now, the O-line hasn't been good enough, but there's not one glaring thing that's led to lots of these mistakes, and that's probably the, the most worrying thing is it's been multiple things. It's not as if we can just fix one thing up and everything will be will be sorted. Sean Sutton, are coaches able to teach and improve pocket presence during the year, or is this hole in Will's game something we're unlikely to see the rest of the year? This Sh- isn't Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, this the is podcast. not the Monday Night Football this is podcast. not us, no. I have no idea. What even know. is like? Okay, obviously, if you're standing in the pocket, that is your pocket presence. Mm-hmm. How, what? How do you improve? Like, is it his posture? What do they want him to do to be better as a pocket I, presence? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answers to those kind of questions. Um, Aaron Cat Catcart Catcart. How can Ruffalo shake off the disaster at Ole Miss, Miles? Coming for someone that's had to shake off the disaster before. Um, just go back and have a good week of practice and try to put it behind you. And I don't mean this rudely. He has missed a big kick before no. against Ole Miss. So he's kind of had the experience already of going through a tough time and trying to bounce back from it. So hopefully he'll be fine. Quinn Lakey, how do you rate the Mark Stoops game day outfit? Well, we've already got 17 out of 10. So everyone was pretty happy with it. Yep. He knew what he was doing. That's a, that's a man doing what he has to do. He you think that we'll ever reach a point? Go ahead. You think we'll reach a point where, like, that'll be the first question on a Monday after a big loss is nothing to do with the game, just how did you choose that outfit from Saturday <laughs> and why did you look so good? Yes. And then we'll get to the important stuff after of you beating Georgia 21-20, but your outfit was the key key start of the day. I could tell he was nervous because he was the only person in that stadium wearing black, and you know how superstitious he is about everything. Mm. Um, yeah, the only person in, like, a 100-mile radius of uh, – whatever old Mrs. Stadium name is wearing black. So he was bought Hemingway. Yep. That's it. Double a Ron. What broke down with special teams unit to cause chaos and panic? Miles, would I be right in saying that the kick that we ended up just not even kicking for the extra point 
really, Ruffalo probably should have stuck with it a bit more and tried to get it, or am I wrong? Mm. It's a little scary when you see the ball moving around as a kicker. I think that one's a little bit more on the hold than it was anything else. Jordan Johnson, this is more of a statement. Okay, Jordan, well, we asked some questions, but that's fine. But I think people in general need to start respecting special teams more. They literally can make or break a game. Yeah. I mean... I mean, obviously, it didn't hurt us yesterday, or it didn't help us at the end. But the, like you said earlier, the return game was huge for us. So yeah, like I think we're starting to improve in certain parts of special teams. Yeah, Matt Thomas, why can't uh, this is another question for you, Eli Banning, and I'll be Peyton. Okay. Brent, you could be. Uh, well, I was gonna uh, say Cooper. No, I was gonna say a bad quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or something. That's who you could be. Um, so Matt Thomas, why can't Levis? feel the pressure coming and why does he get happy feet and hold on to the ball entirely too long we'll start with you aaron i, aaron Rodgers. I don't know I, I i couldn't tell you eli um, i mean to give will a little credit when you have your finger halfway bent off of your body i can understand why you'd be a little bit nervous the next time they come running around i mean I don't, I don't. You're getting hit from like elite athletes in pads and helmets. Like, yeah, it's going to hurt. And yeah, if you get hit it off, you're going to get a little bit nervous in the pocket. Um, yeah, Jab, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't answer the quarterback questions for you. If I, we ever get him on here, we can ask him. Yeah. Well, geez, good luck. Ryan Green, Brent, <laughs> do you think we need a new kicker and long snapper or just stick with the ones we've got? So can we go to free agency, you think, during the middle of the year? Justin Tuck would be a nice pickup. Yeah. Was this was this question directed towards me from this guy? No, but I'm just I was oh. asking you like this guy actually just thinks we'll just go to free agency and maybe cut the kicker and the logs after and go with someone new. Where's yeah, let's see if Adam Vinatieri is still around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who, who, who is our backup kicker? Is it Jackson? Chance. Chance poor. Oh. That's right. Um. Jeez, everything's a special teams question today. I don't do. I'm done with that. We're skipping it. Lincoln did another one. Um, another quick kicking question from Mike Bear Rogers. Um, Steve Marshall said, "Who did the walk of shame?" I don't know, Steve. Uh, the Fort Thomas Hammer. Who is the special teams coordinator, and why is the will field goal unit completely awful? Okay, we've been <laughs> through this. It's literally who is to blame for the kicking woes? That's another question. Oh, here we go, Brent. This one actually is for you. How is Brent handling the Patriots' third-string QB beating his beloved Packers? Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Packers won that game. So didn't cover though. Did not cover. Pretty, well, speaking of covers, our big dogs. No, yeah, we're no. getting to it. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. it has nothing to do with covers. Not yet. Not yet. We're gonna get to it, Brent. Don't worry. So, all right. Well, that's a preview. Uh, yeah. My goodness. Um, Look, there's another one, Snapper. I'm not doing it anymore. Why don't we ever throw it on first down? I mean, I don't know. I asked Rich Gangarella. We'll try and get him on. Um, another one about field goals. Another one about special teams. And percentage chances from Tip Brasso. He's our last one. Percentage chances that Max Duffy says fuck on today's episode. What would you think the chances would be? 100. <laughs> Just said it. All right, Brent, seeing as you brought it up, <laughs> Our big dogs have been absolutely – if you don't listen to this show for any other reason, listen to it for our big dogs. You will make We so went three money. from three again this week. For those of you that don't tune in every week, we choose on a Saturday morning or Friday afternoon when we put the pregame out. 
we we have to choose a big dog that's a 10 point or more underdog. We went three from three on the money line this week again. If you parlayed the three winners, Brent, and put a hundred dollars, twelve thousand seven hundred and eighteen dollars won. That's what you would have won. Gamble, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, but that would be very responsible. Yeah, you have a lot of money laying in your pocket. You didn't have to start the day with. Yeah, um, yeah, it is kind of crazy. I know that we talked about it. Um, You guys sent a text in the group after we had just lost. We were like, "Dang, this sucks." But Miles immediately was like, "What the big dogs right now?" Are barking and it's nice of you to like actually pick it up this week and give us a winner. Correct. So give us a reminder, Brent. Who'd you have? Uh, Purdue. Purdue, and they won by they won comfortably over Minnesota. I had FIU won by fourteen, and what and you Boston College won on a late field goal. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we are unbelievable at that, Um, and we'll probably never pick another one for the rest of the year. The funny thing was as well is this week, if you're listening to it, I and me and Miles said. This there'll be none this week. Like it's impossible. There's a lot. It's impossible, and there was so many. So many, and we went three for three. Just a reminder, we did. No, we, we three for three. We yes, did. we did that. Um, for not the a first man time that goes three for three a lot. One of the greatest other looking men in in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, with a great set of jeans, Dick Gabriel. And do you have your hard dick question of the week dedicated to Dick Gabriel and his great hard hitting questions? So this week's uh, hard-hitting question, sponsored by Dick Gabriel uh, this week, the run-to-pass ratio was 60-40 run. I know we talked about that a little bit on last week's show. Shouldn't have been more. And was I right? Was it actually? Yeah. I think it was dead on 60-40. Let me have a look at this real quick, Miles. You take that. It was, yeah. So we had 37 rushes, 24 pass attempts. Yeah. So that would probably be like basically dead on 66%, I believe. No, no. Am I wrong? No, uh, it's probably Miles is the accountant. I don't have a calculator in front of me, though. So <laughs> All right, well, here, I'll, like do, I'll do the simple American math that, um, that, um, Max can't do okay. My buddy Boone is down here. He literally dead on sixty percent. Wow! Should wow. should have been so. Stoop Scangrello, I know you're listening to the podcast again. Like, why are we doing this? We should be offensive coordinators. And I think you really could have argued it should have been more than sixty four. I mean, I thought when I said this before about Will, even though he turned the ball over this game, I know people don't want to hear this. He was pretty efficient with his numbers outside of the turnovers. Like once he took care of the ball, he was good at what he like. He was passing the ball well, and we were taking the shots that we needed to. I liked it where it was at about sixty forty, and I thought we moved the ball the whole game if we just didn't turn it over. Like if this game would have been way, if we had come out and really struggled to run the ball and pass it and punted the whole game, I would be way less optimistic. We didn't. We just kept shooting ourselves in the foot at the end. Yeah, only only two punts um, yesterday, which is pretty impressive. On mine, I think I think we've got it just about right. I mean, I think we. You know, we put up the points we're supposed to. We win the game by two. So, uh, I'm I'm happy where it was at. I think you could argue Christian had gotten the ball more, though. I think he had 17 carries, but I think you could have – of if we run the ball 37 times and he only got 17 carries, I don't know if it was exactly 17 or not. I probably should look that up. He had 19. 19? I Like, yeah. again, in the last three minutes of the game when we had two turnovers, I know, like, clock management – 
all that, I get it. But like, if you pound the ball with Chris, at worst, I think you walk out of there with a field goal. Now, obviously, I mean, looking at the Florida game and obviously the Ole Miss game from Saturday, like that's not a guarantee. But like, I would like my chances to give Chris. Hey, Greg, I've got one for you. Okay. Given that Chris Rodriguez averaged three point eight, Juton McLean averaged four point two. But have we found our new running back, Isaiah Cummins, averaged 23? Maybe we should have just given him the ball more. Did he get one? Did he carry the ball? One carry, 23 yards. Wow. Didn't he have like an end around or something like side handoff? Yeah. 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 I think so. What do you say that? So maybe the question is should Chris got it more? Should have Isaiah Cummins got it more? I think there's an argument for that. Numbers never lie. I. Um, have you guys got anything else for this week? Because I think, like we described at the start, it's Pretty just – it's a somber, somber mood at the moment. You know, I think we went there with high, spec- high expectations that we were going to get the W. We really did play well enough to get the W. It wasn't if we were outclassed. And we didn't get it done. It's just such a disappointing feeling knowing that you were good enough, but you just couldn't quite get it done. Um, I think we look forward to next week. I, I can't believe – um, we're 11-point favorites. I really didn't think they'd show us that kind of respect, but I'm very happy that Vegas has us. I really hope none of us take South Carolina as the big dog of the week next week. I know I definitely won't be, um, but I think we look forward to South Carolina first quarter, whatever that line is, South Carolina first quarter. Okay. You We've like that? Be, like, Kentucky's got to be the worst first quarter team in the country. I'll take that with you right now, actually. Yeah. Like, that feels – Say no, 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 like against you. Oh, well, I mean, with me and against me are two different things. Well, I mean, when I say take it with you, as in you and I bet it, okay, because I know you can't legally bet in Kentucky like you can in Tennessee. So, all right, so we'll look at the we'll look at the first quarter spread and whatever okay. it is, they'll probably come out like on Wednesday or something, and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll talk about it on Friday. I like it, I like it, I like it. And all I'm gonna say is you better come in with a big dollar amount because. After our big weekend, my account is looking very good. I was about to say, um, wedding weekend this weekend for South Carolina too. So I, I should probably, probably your be... own wedding or someone else's. Someone else's. I was gonna say, if we weren't invited to yours, I'd be pretty <laughs> upset. <laughs> well, that was the wager. Um, if you know, if if you win, I'll give you an invite to my wedding that may or may not ever happen. Who knows? Wow. Hey, let's hope this time next week we're talking about how good special teams have been. The return of Matt Ruffalo, the return of whoever they decide to use at Snapper, and the return of Colin Goodfellow. Let's hope special teams can be a positive next week. I'm just so disappointed that there's been so much hate for special teams. We're a special teams podcast, and we've answered nothing but what's wrong with the kickers questions. And, Miles, I know you hate that. I hate that. Let's hope it doesn't happen again next week. It's been good. It hasn't been great, but it's been good. Have you guys got anything to add before we uh, end this one? I'm exhausted. That's all. The Grove destroyed me. I am exhausted. Um, I, I think just the last parting note for me is like a, a bit of perspective. Like Kentucky, like you can look on the field in Kentucky, like competed is a legitimate top fifteen team. And if you asked us five, six, seven years ago for that, we'd have taken it easily. Yeah, the loss sucks. Moral victories don't count. Like all that, but like Kentucky's not in a bad spot at all. So I agree. I agree. But uh, we do want to win those games. But I, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. All right. Well, it's been good. It hasn't been great. From the yarn room in Oxford, Mississippi, <laughs> we will be signing out. Brent, we'll see you in a few days. Thanks. Yes. Y'all get back safe. Have fun. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.